Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Shalom, and welcome to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lodex podcast. My name is Katie. Is this where I say my name? I think so. My name is Kyle. Do you realise that you've done the intro <laughs> twice? Oh, I said something different. The first time you made derogatory comments about me um, when it came on, and then this time I didn't even realise you were queuing me up to introduce myself. So You're clearly not as professional as me at this. Third time lucky, I think. Next time. That you in, next time you start it, I'll know and we'll sort out what's actually going to happen. Okay. Before unscripted introductions, guys. That's unscripted. the way the cookie crumbles. It is. It is the way. Is that the right like I don't know analogy for the situation? Rome wasn't built in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. People say that for everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're listening to Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. Uh, we're covering episode four of the show today, called Moist. Vessel. There should be a trigger warning on this <laughs> for people who hate the word moist. Do you know, I've had a an episode of my other podcast, The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast, go out this week that did have a trigger warning on the start of it for like um, themes of mm. um, uh, mental health and things associated with that. And now it's hilarious that we're talking about putting a trigger warning on my second podcast this week, but to do with the word I think moist. It, I think used. it's a real thing <laughs> because... You know, cover your ears now. Moist. Oh. That's going to be weird. I know. Especially when you lean in and whisper. It still sounds louder than normal. Mm. Went through me a bit. I don't really get the whole hate from the word moist. No, it's all right. An innuendo, though. In your endo. Okay. That is the response one must always make to... I know. I do that. Do you? Yes, of course I do. I can't say no. I'm the funny one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She's laughing because she knows... (laughs) That she is not the funny one of us. I... See, she's actually speechless. She can't even think of a comeback. <laughs> no, I, <can't. laughs> I was gonna say, let's start a poll, but don't. Don't let's start a poll. You're gonna win anyway. People always favour you. That's not true. Yeah, you're generally just a, a nicer person than me. That's not true. It's easier to well, <laughs> to, to many people, you seem nicer. <laughs> Then maybe you really are. Appearance is everything. Yeah, you horrible, horrible person. Was it fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee? <laughs> is that the thing? I'm, I'm not even sure. It's late. So we're doing this <laughs> recording on so Saturday night right now. And this podcast, well, actually, this podcast should be out in less than 12 hours. And I've got to sleep in that time. So for various reasons, we were running late on it again. And I have about, oh, it depends how long the show goes, but I've got about two hours to edit the whole thing, which will be the quickest I've ever put together one of these episodes, I'll tell you that much. And, uh, and then it needs to go to our team at Hollow Sweet Media to upload, because um, they're taking on those duties right now whilst we're in the transition period to their website. So you can visit Hollow Sweet Media at hollowsweetmedia.com. Well, there's loads of uh, Trek podcasts on there right now. And there's even more to come, so add it to your bookmarks or your favourites. Do you want to know something, Katie? Always. <laughs> you always want knowledge. Whenever I try to add anything to my bookmarks or favourites on my iPhone, it never seems to go where I want. So I never find them again. I thought you were going to say, 
your thing pops up and goes, hang on a minute, this isn't to do with Star Trek or porn. <laughs> you don't want this. Well, you don't want to see my favorite, my actual most visited I sites. do not. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Trek porn. Is that a thing? Combine the two. Uh, mean, it is a I thing. I bet it is. It yeah, is a thing. Interestingly, though, given I'm a, still a massive Star Trek fan, I have never watched Trek porn. Wow, you're missing out. You're going you're gonna to watch them. Going to. Oh, I'm joking, obviously. I don't even know that's a thing. It's a real, genuine thing. I can imagine. I mean, there's so much these days. Mm. You name it. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of the most obscure. I was about to say, like, My Little Pony or something. Oh, God. That stuff's out there. definitely is. What do, they, what do they call themselves? There's people who get people to draw, like, and they call themselves furries? Is that what they say? I don't know. Where they have, like, animals drawn in, but, like, with breasts or penises and what that's a thing that... oh you you have not seen the dark side of twitter oh my god mm. i feel violated just hearing it i know what's worse moist or whatever the furries thing that i just 100 percent the furries yeah i think sorry, if, i think it's if furries. A, yeah sorry if that's your thing they might even be called furries and if they are not called that, we've made up a new word. But if you are into that stuff, that's great, Matt. You know, you be into what you want to be into. But slightly distressing to me, personally, and to Katie. I'm going to judge you slightly for it. Well, you look at, like, you're looking into my eyes. Like you know about it. Oh, is this one of those, like, whoever smelt it, dealt it? <laughs> yes. Scenarios. <laughs> if you know about it, that means you're into it. <laughs> Oh my god. god, if that was true, that this would make me really This has just dark. gone into a spiral that I did not imagine we would be getting into. We are in some kind of weird black hole right now that I cannot claw my f***ing way out of. And you know what? We go off topic far too much. True. Okay, so I imagine that the person who gave us some feedback on Facebook that we're about to discuss is probably listening to this. So I'm not going to name names. And I'm going to say, first off, I really appreciate you listening to the show and your feedback on Facebook. I love it. But this comment was constructive criticism, I think, uh, referred to, and that we go off topic too much. And that's a very valid point. A hundred percent valid. Because we absolutely I'm do really go off sorry. topic. We go off topic all the time. But do you know what? I feel like we don't go off topic enough. I agree. Like some people love that though. Did you show. know that bees only make a teaspoon of honey <laughs> oh in their Here lives? We go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. We won't be discussing that. Although when I did hear that, it made me cry. Is that actually true? Yes, it made All me the cry. Work they do, yeah, they just make a teaspoon. You know, when I was pregnant and I was crying at everything. Yeah, that made me cry. Really? Because I was like, they work so hard for yeah. us. So anyone who has had a child, like for all the men listening to this or, or women who have been other women who have babies, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about walking on eggshells around a pregnant woman. It's an emotional time. They, she's getting upset about how much honey bees can produce. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, back to that review, because we did go off topic there. Thank you so much for, for listening to our show. We really do. We're not, we're not criticizing the review or anything. I just wanted to point out that we are aware we go off topic on this show. That's one of the reasons we do it, because we have fun with it, and we sit here and have a laugh. Um, this is the only time we get to speak to each other all week. Genuinely the only really? time we get alone with each other. Have you noticed that? I know. So all of our stupid thoughts from the whole week just, just come out yeah. spell out like word vomit they do this is <laughs> so i guess what you're getting is a hint of our normal conversation yeah but we just record it for you all just compressed yeah into one well normally about like a 10 minute 12 minute segment of our show mm. before we move on 
Now, before we get going on this episode, uh, I just want to point out that Katie's very sick today. I'm pretty ill. If people listen to our whole show, like, you go on a journey between each episode. <laughs> Sometimes literally. Like, you went to you went to Dover and back, then you went to Dover and back again. Mm. Now you've got ill. You've also worked out too much this week. It's far too much. You did your kickboxing. I went to kickboxing. Kick, first time ever. How was that? It was amazing. Yeah. For anyone who can, is considering doing it. Please do it. It's really fun. Socially distanced kickboxing, not so much, but kickboxing. So clarify for people listening, one of the things they do to stop the spread of COVID-19 with the gloves you told me. Oh, you have to wear like latex gloves Mm. inside the, I'm not an expert, the punchy gloves and the gloves that you punch. I think they're called pads. Okay. Uh, That is true, actually. They're called pads. They are called pads. Not only do you sweat inside gloves but you sweat inside yep. double gloves that was that was moist <laughs> <laughs> Very that glove was a moist vessel See? and for anyone who thought we were off topic then actually we were coming back we around. were coming back onto it <laughs> what a great segue to episode four thank you of lower decks i told you i'm a moist professional vessel and by the way don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your podcast app of your choosing So right before we sink our teeth into Lower Decks this week, last week we put out a request and we said that if you can leave us a positive review on whatever app you use to listen to us or or also subscribe to us as well, which would be great, and send us screenshots of either or both, that we would give you a shout out on the show. So uh, we've had four people specifically reach out to us on social media to say that they completed the challenge, so to speak. So... So Katie is going to read out the names because she has much better and much nicer voice than me anyway. So. That's not true. But um, thank you so, so much to Chris Hill, uh, Ryan Blankenship, Kevin Browning and Stuart McIlwain. I hope I said your name right. Thank you. We really appreciate it. No, that. really. Thank you. And that, that stands now, guys, for anyone as well. If you subscribe to our show, well, now I'm going to actually say you've got to subscribe and review. Oof. Yeah, because we've done, the, we've done the first week. I need to see a screenshot that you've subscribed and that you reviewed us. If you do that, we will give you a shout out on the show and you'll be one of our true supporters. So let's talk about the episode then. We're almost halfway through Lower Decks now, which we were discussing just before we went on yeah, that's on true. air with this. And I was about to get sad and then I realized, because I was about to say this is done and then there's literally no other Star Trek in production right now. But then I remembered that Discovery's got 13 episodes waiting for us right after Lower Decks finishes. And by the end of that, Picard should be back in production as long as America sorts itself out with COVID-19. And I've seen rumours that Discovery Season 4 is scheduled to begin filming in October or November. So that's, that's exciting. They start prep, by the way, on Strange New Worlds in September. Ooh. So they start filming, I think it was February next year. Whatever happened to the Section 31 thing? It's coming. Coming. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. They were just talking about um, Alex Kurtzman did interviews about that this week, actually. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that one. And also, they're making Prodigy as we speak, a kids show. Ah. Uh, should point out for listeners that Harrison now like watches this show on his own, doesn't he? Lower decks. Yeah, he actually asked. Yeah, so to... he's like, oh, can I watch it on your phone? And you just hear him yeah. laughing in the in the back room watching Lower Decks on his own. So this week, it was the first time, Katie, where the teaser slash cold open was a part of the episode. Yeah. You know, it's that. Yeah, that was good. So this week's episode begins exactly how last week's one does, with a captain's log, which is nice. It's cool. It's cool. It's like it's like very old school to start track episodes with captain's logs, bring up to speed. Profesh. Hmm. And it set up the whole story of the episode, which was that they've met up with another ship called the Merced, 
and uh, the captain of that ship, Captain Durango, a Tellerite. Uh, looks like one of the Enterprise Tellerites. I don't know if you noticed that. I yeah, I remember Did them. You? I remember them as well because they like you to insult them, don't they? Mm. But she's like, "Oh, it's such a pleasure to have this person here." I'm like, "You should be telling him how f-ing useless he is." <laughs> yeah, and actually. He probably shouldn't have been so offended at... Yeah, that's what I thought. ...the Mariner's yawning. And then I thought, maybe I don't really get it. God, I didn't think about that. That does now feel like an obvious misstep. Oh, well. Maybe they've come far in a couple hundred years. I'll forgive it. Yeah, I'll forgive that. Uh, yeah, but it turns out Durango and Freeman have known each other for 15 years. Which mm. is a long time they've served with each other before, so they've obviously climbed the ranks. So I wonder then if he knows that she's... That Mariner's yeah. his, uh, her daughter. I did wonder about this. In my head, I thought, well, surely he must not know. Because he would, might have mentioned it. Mm. So I was thinking, maybe this backs up the idea that Mariner wasn't always with Freeman. Mm. Could have been with the dad. Yeah. So they served together for about 15 years. That means that Mariner would have been about eight or nine. So we don't know what Mariner was doing mm. in that time. Interesting uh, start. Anyway, uh, yeah, and it's basically the story of the episode, which is set up in this teaser, is that they found this ancient vessel with mummified aliens within it and it looks like they have like this technology where they this liquid or or substance of some sort when it makes contact with areas outside of that ship it can terraform and so they suspect that the species were using it to try and go to another planet and terraform it and live there that obviously failed to work by the fact the bodies are mummified though so something broke on the ship i guess but Mm. and ceritos and the Merced have gone there to pull it. Did you notice that the Merced had the blue stripes instead of yellow? Of course. Yeah, see? That's for the, uh, as we found out a few weeks ago, that's the, that means it's a science slash Did you believe medical me? ship. No, I just oh. knew you were agreeing with me. <laughs> for the sake of the listeners, I thought we'd let you still look. Thank you. There's no there's no need for that. Yeah. So they're just towing the ship. That's the story of the episode. They're going to take it back. Starfleet are very interested in the technology, which you can understand why. I mean... I mean, that's pretty cool. And it does it so quickly as well. Imagine mm. how easy that would be for terraforming. And Imagine putting some of that in your greenhouse. Oh, God, it would help me a lot. Mm. The season wouldn't have been such a disaster for me then if, mm. <laughs> if, that, if I had some of that stuff. We are in the conference room in this teaser and Marin is there because she's handing out pads, I think, isn't she, mm. uh, to everyone, all the senior staff at the conference table. And the captain's there, Durango, talking about the mission Blah, blah, blah. Mariner is just throwing these pads down, which Ransom notices. I don't know if you saw him look at it. Like, he's got his eye on Mariner. I love that relationship that's there. And she starts to yawn. Really? Loudly? Yeah. I mean, Mariner in this scene is a complete knob. Like, more so than we've seen before. (laughs) Her word. She's being a dick. Yeah, I know. I was going to save it. But yeah, she was being a dick. The way I look at it is, I think that happened because... We've only seen her around her mum once mm. in the show, and that was in Sick Bay in episode one. And she was a little bit shouty with her there and stuff. So I wonder if she was playing up more because her mum was there. And this this sort of confirmed for me this theory that Mariner might be slightly untouchable based on mm. her dad being an admiral yeah. uh, and her mum being who she is. Like, like she seems to know it. Yeah. Like, she seems to know that they can bust her down a rank, whatever, but they ain't kicking her out. And also, I, she was being so annoying. She was really, really pissing everyone off. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. So rude. Like, you're cringing. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, what's going to happen here? Yeah. And the second yawn that yeah. she does is just brilliant. And we go to uh, the opening credits, which I hummed along to 
the entire time. The music's really starting to get into my head now, which is good. When we come back, um, obviously Captain Freeman is wondering what the hell to do about Mariner. They're having a, a meeting. It's the first time we see them as like that mother-daughter dynamic and they're a bit more, I don't know, they're like shooting from the hip a bit more when they're talking. There's no... There's no one else there. Yeah, there's no act going on and Mariner's just like, you know, he's just super boring, blah, blah, blah. And, and Freeman was like, yeah, he's been boring for 15 years and that's just how he is and... Saying you're undermining me. It all ends in Mariner getting up doing the famous Vulcan salute. I've been waiting for it. Yeah, finally got to see it. The one that we've seen in the trailer. And I, what I loved in this bit was that in the conference room in the teaser, uh, the captain calls Mariner as Mariner. Mm. But in this scene, when she does the Vulcan salute and she's going, she's shouting after like, Beckett! Just Beckett! You know, and I just thought that's really, really cool. And that was like a mum shouting mm. at the daughter for a minute. And it was like she'd let the whole like act drop. Yeah. For a moment. I like that. And we get definite confirmation now that Ransom does not know the relationship because he says, I just don't know why you don't kick her off the ship. See, I don't know whether it's definite confirmation because I don't know whether he just... Because he, he's not one to question her authority, is he? Mm. So even if he did know, I, I got the impression that he did know. Really? And that he was like, you know, I just don't know why you don't just kick her off the ship because it's not like... Because if she'd done anything that a normal person would have done, he knows that by Starfleet, she would have gone. Yeah. But I think he... I don't know. I think he knows. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Okay. So basically, they concoct a plan. Well, Ransom suggests a plan that Freeman then takes complete credit for by saying the exact plan back, which is the same plan, which is that they're going to give her so many bad jobs that she will want to leave the ship herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Because for various reasons, she can't reassign her. She tried in the first episode, if you remember, with her dad. We cut to her. And i got to say, you know where all their beds are? Mm. Like, I know there's some people online saying, why would they be in corridors? Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to have that conversation again. But I love that location. Like, I think it looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Doesn't it just look cool? There's always so much going on in it. And it, look, it looks awesome. Imagine if someone snored, though. Oh, gosh. And you think all the aliens. Like, there must be some. There must be some aliens there with, like, five noses. Also, probably why everyone gets their freak on in the holodeck. Because yeah. you can't do it in your room. That's right, Because yeah. you don't have one. So they get their duty roster for what they've got to be doing. Boimler's delighted that he's got to do the conference room. There's which, a victory dance. Yeah, and he's, he's chuffed about it. And Mariner thinks it sounds really dull. And he's like, no, you might get to have food with the with the senior crew. They get to have better food. You know, all these things. And Boimler being Boimler. And then Tandy busts in. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to do an ascension. Basically, the idea of an ascension is that you leave your physical body and move on to a spiritual plane of existence. Sounds like a good thing. It does. I know I know lots of that from Stargate. Tandy basically gets like the B-plot, I guess, of the episode, but it has a lot of focus. It's the first time we've seen Tandy have her own proper storyline going on. And then Mariner obviously finds out then that she has got the worst job. She's got to clean the holodeck, which will get the impression that she's cleaning the c- out of the... You did not have to put that so bloody... Dumpster. <laughs> That refers to a person, not a place. What? As in, you are a c- dumpster. Oh, okay. You big c- <laughs> Not that I've ever said that in I was going to say, wow, you are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really like that one too much, but she did it. Mm. And then she had to... What was the next one she had to do? Um, lube the uh, turbo lift. <laughs> lube the turbo lift, which... Just sounds hilarious. I know. When she's doing it, she's just applying lubricants to the turbo lift, really, which is very 24th century track with the shoot the turbo lift like shoots and stuff. Yeah, um, I was going to say that. But new track has actually made the turbo lift shafts look completely different. So I don't know if you remember it from like 
Discovery Way. It looks like there's like a bunch of roller coasters all in this big, massive space, and the turbo lift is like shooting around on. Visually, looks fantastic, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for how they fit it into the ship. <laughs> Mechanically. But, yeah. But yeah, it does look awesome. But she did that, and it almost got killed. Great sequence, I thought. The animation on that when yeah, that the turbo lift shot up because Shax went in it. I mean, she should have realistically probably turned off the turbo lift before she did her work. Then the last job was cleaning the, was it carbon stuff off of some deck? Carbon filters. Yeah, cleaning the carbon filters. And they're using their phasers for that. And there's her and two others doing it. And it's a bit of a boring job, but she turns it into a competition about who can do it. Was it do it the quickest or something? Mm. I think it looks incredibly satisfying. Yes, you said that as well as you were yes. watching it. I love that when she was doing it and they were all competing the hint of the theme music that was playing during <laughs> it which i think the last time we heard that in episode was last week during the heroic like mm. rescue of the ship so now they're doing it for like cleaning the carbon whatever you just called them every little carbon victory filters. yeah and obviously ransom sees that she's having great fun with this it's not going according to plan so they change tact and they decide that they're gonna have to do the one thing that mariner really doesn't want and that is promote her and they promote her to the senior crew as well. Um, so she gets promoted to lieutenant. And she looks badass in the yellow slash gold yeah, slash whatever the actual color is uniform. She looked really good in that. Yeah. And did you notice that her she changed her hairband color? No, I didn't. What mm. a fine detail. Yeah. So she I didn't realize before that she was wearing a red one with a red uniform, but she wore yellow. I didn't know their boots changed the rims of the boots. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Mm. I guess it's easy when you, all you got to do is like use the replicator to make the uniform i wish i had one no you've got enough clothes you literally have enough clothes never are you kidding me are you give me a knowing look because of how many <laughs> clothes you have i would dare say you've got enough clothes for like six months not to have to wear a different thing oh like no, sorry least. not not to have to wear the same thing at again at least who has more of what do you have more dvds or do i have more clothes yeah, so she gets promoted and it's a really great sequence where she's having to do all these boring tasks. And I swear they're making them more boring. She does all the audits, which is a boring job. And then she has to audit the audits. And bless her, um, every time she walks into her quarters. quarters. She gets quarters, she yeah. She gets called back out again. The quarters look lush. I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. Nice double bed as well. I know. No kids climbing it. Oh, sounds like a dream. I know. Can I get promoted? Boimler was hilarious when she was getting promoted. Face. Yeah, he was having like this freak out, which no one seemed to acknowledge, but he was speaking in a pitch that... Only dogs could yeah, hear. Yeah, only dogs could hear as he was panicking. And... Uh, Who looks more horrified, though? Boimler or Boimler Mariner. Or Mariner. <laughs> I think it was Boimler. Mariner just looked physically sick. Yeah. So yeah, basically, every time she goes to sit down, she gets pulled in. She's And you see Captain having great fun with it. So just before it all kicks off... Tendi goes to her ascension and Tendi gets too excited during this whole thing and is doing this quiet sort of, I guess, meditation session where he's going to ascend this uh, O'Connor, his name was. Right at the start, we see him making this like sand picture. Yeah, mural, like all different colour sands, very carefully done. Very sexy. Okay, it wasn't the description. You don't find colourful art sexy? Uh... I think a mural can look sexy, don't you think? I'm not talking about like titillating oh, for f- i'm talking about it was a sexy. really not arousing me detailed vibrant and intricate mural sexy is not a word i'd use very for sexy it. either way you and i talk differently yeah so she goes and sees some ornament thing and then when she comes back it falls and there's a little bit of a cough i actually think o'connor coughed deliberately oh. to make her not didn't hear that i wondered how he said yeah. he used her because i was like how yeah i because well, he used her as an excuse, but also there was a little bit of a cough thing before she hit, she knocks it. So I think it was done deliberately. And then she falls through the big sexy sand painting 
and then he blames her for everything. He's been working on it for two years, and I don't know how it survived, like, shit battles and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's her storyline, is that she's trying to fix it, and she wants to help O'Connor ascend, and he's not really interested at this point. So there's all sorts of jealousy going on between Freeman and Durango, and he's on a ship, and he's looking at a picture of her on the view screen as well. And I don't know what the previous relationship was, but it was obviously competitive. They both were clearly trying to climb the command ladder, command chain, whatever you want to call it. And so he wants them to be closer to the alien ship that they're using tractor beams on. And by doing this, he loosens some of the hull plating on the alien ship, which eventually then just bursts off. And the liquid that would terraform a planet gets sucked out through the tractor beams and immediately makes impact with, with the Mercid and... It starts to, like, terraform the ship, which looked awesome, didn't it? Crystal spikes, oh, flowers, yeah, everywhere. coral. I mean, the ship was unsalvageable by the end. Pretty, though. It did look pretty. This also then means that the Ceratos has the same issue, because uh, all the stuff comes on their ship, so this They is did not do the Jane... The Janeway way protocol, or whatever it was maneuver. called. Yeah, Janeway maneuver. Fast enough. Whatever it was called. <laughs> they should have done it. That would have been a great gag. That would have been a fantastic gag. for. Why, did, why didn't Ransom say that when why he was asked what to do? Why didn't they have you there? Why weren't you there? But yeah, they get the, the stuff hits their ship as well. So it starts to take over their ship. And during this period, Tendi is with O'Connor. So they almost get stuck together as it's happening in engineering. Mariner is with the captain in the ready room. They get stuck in there because there's all these, like, yeah, as you said, these, what do you call them, crystals and rocks mm. are just starting to form through the ship and trees. And at the same time, Boimler, who's realised that if Mariner could get a promotion through misbehaving, then that's what he's got to do to get promotion too. He deliberately spills a hot drink on to Ransom's crotch on the right bridge. Right during a time of right, like... Yeah, right during a time of like complete disaster, and which is pretty much what Ransom says to him. Nice one, Boimler. Yeah, well done, Boimler. And so it all went wrong for Boimler. For Mariner and Freeman, actually create an opportunity for to get, to get some really good scenes with them, I thought. And so they managed to break out. We'll talk more about their stuff, I guess, later. But they managed to break out of the ready room. They managed to get down to a, somehow actually down to a transporter room. They suss out the way to fix everything is to... Because Mariner detected that the felt like the air was changing. And so she was correct. They then managed to counter that and they got rid of all the terraform and stuff to save the ship. Which, at the exact same time, O'Connor and Tendi had started to sort of make up because he she saved his life when he was drowning in engineering because of all this stuff going on. And he admitted that actually the Ascension thing was all a lie. He's been saying it to try and make friends and be cool and to stand out. And he was using Tendi to justify how it wouldn't work, which backs up the idea that he did a little cough or something mm. to make her drop the ornament. He saves her life when a bit of rock's about to fall on her and uh, he gets pinned under it. We think he's dead. She does like the death cry howl no. thing. Uh, but then when Marinus gets the stuff into the air, it takes the rock off him and such and he's okay. And they kiss, Tandy and O'Connor kiss. So. That was a shocking moment because we were shipping... Tandy and Rutherford. Yeah. But I'll say this, I don't think it was a kiss of, like, romance. What? But because they never showed romantic interest in each other. I think it was like, we've Relief. just survived... Yeah, we just survived a near-death experience. And she was like, oh my god, you just survived it as well. You also saved my life. I just think it was to like a fair, kiss. To be fair, I can kind of see that because afterwards it's not... Like, when what happens afterwards happens, it's not like, oh no... Yeah. I've lost the love of my life. It's like, okay, yeah, bye then. Sorry I helped. Yeah. And the reason she says, sorry I helped, is one of the best lines I think Tandy's had. This was the best. And delivery was great. was because as he ascends, 
Now, this is actually what I imagine ascending probably would actually be like. Oh, yeah. Like, his body seems to almost burn away. <laughs> He's in great agony and pain. For an extended period of time. As Tandy says, why is it taking so long <laughs> to ascend? And he's starting to see the universe and see everything. And he sees that actually the whole universe is just like on the back of a... Very smug koala. And he's like, why is he smiling? He's smiling like he knows something. <laughs> and we never find out what. Just as O'Connor's finding out the meaning of life. He finally just, like, I guess, well, he look at the explodes, but I guess he becomes pure energy. energy. And he's just there living in a higher, a higher plane. But it makes sense to me. Like, if you're going to, like, become energy instead of your body, you would, like, it would be a nice thing to make out to be. Where your clothes just drop down and you're gone. You'd be like, his clothes didn't drop down. He took his clothes with him. His boots. Just his boots. So his he's, boots survive. His energy is barefoot right now. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Is that quite free. And if he's floating around space and he's got his tootsies out. Mm. Mm. That's how it would be. And he's gone, and that's it. And Tandy decides that she decides that she doesn't need everyone to be her friend. And she's checking with Rutherford at the end, you know. And she realizes that, yeah, she doesn't need everyone to like her. And that's fine. Not everyone that's is okay. going to like her. But then when Rutherford says, you know, that's fine, because not everyone is going to like you. And she's like, who? <laughs> who is it? Obviously, Marin and Freeman, they save the day together. They save the crew of the Mer- Merced as well by beaming them onto the alien ship. And it's kind of a story over there. They hug, and then they both feel a bit sick that they've hugged. And then they're in the conference room after Mariner's going to and her are going to get a medal from an admiral who's just arrived. So I guess this is sometime later because they've got the ship to space dock if you noticed. No, I They've managed to drag the alien ship to space dock. So they're receiving a medal. But just before this, Captain and Mariner having a lovely chat and finally she's like, we can be a mummy-daughter team. When the admiral walks in then and they're there, if you look at Mariner's face, you can see her considering this situation and she looks horrified. It's pure disgust. She does look like she's going to vomit. And then it's not helped that the admiral pronounces words like senses. He says, sense oars. Are you making fun of me? Yeah, he says fun <laughs> as phone. And Mariner obviously laughs and points this out. Whereas Freeman's just a brown noser. That's how you say it. Yeah, she's like, no, like, we all say it that way, yeah. And then eventually she yawns as well, Mariner. Taking us right back yeah, to the start. Yeah, turns out Full reset button got hit. But she's back in red. She's been, as <laughs> she says to Mariner, she's like, she's an expert getting demoted or whatever. To Boimler. Sorry, to Boimler. As she said to Boimler, she's an expert at getting demoted or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. And he's horrified because this is all he's ever wanted. It's like what she had. Be part of the senior crew, have your own quarters, an extra pip on your collar. He's okay about it once she reveals that she's kept her senior crew <laughs> card thing that gets her the better food and, and to such. To be fair, if he's going to go and have macaroni cheese with breadcrumbs, I'm all with him. She got that for him. You could see her like she kept it for yeah. him because he said that's what he wants. She likes him more than he likes her. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, as a friend. He's jealous of her, but I think yeah. she actually genuinely likes him. Then we end, like, looking on her. She's smiling. Job where well done. Belongs. Back where she belongs. Close to the gang, as she said. And I thought, what a nice thing she did for Boimler at the end. Hmm. Then we'll the trailer for next week. Hmm. So let's talk favourite moments then first. Okay. And again, guys, listening to this, we have not discussed this no. at all. So tell me your favourite moments. Um, I have a few. So okay. I can't choose between. One bit is when Freeman and Mariner are climbing out after they've yeah. like smashed that rock and they have that like typical mother-daughter thing of, you criticise everything I do. Mm. Well, if you weren't such a child about it, blah, 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 blah. And then when Mariner goes ahead and she's like, what she say? Oh, like, 
oh, you did not just call me Carol. And she's like, whatever, Carol. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just... First named a mum, It's man. hilarious. Like, we, we've all been there, yeah. haven't we? My next one is when he's ascending because it just looks so f***ing painful and, like, yeah. and awkward. Yeah. Like, how awkward Tendy feels. She was just great through this whole thing. Like, Tendy was hilarious. Her yeah. little storyline was so good. And that ascension scene was just nuts. And so realistic. And the third one was the appearance of my very favourite character, Tana. When they, you know, when they're doing all the stuff to piss Mariner off and they're playing poker. Poker, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, poker, TNG, throwback. Oh, for f***'s sake, I have been waiting for this entire episode to screw you over with that. Yeah, I know it. I, oh, I know what she's on. doing, guys. She's, I wrote it down on my phone. Did you write it down? <laughs> she knows when, well, I often sometimes will say something during the episode and then she tries to throw it up on the show it's as if she knows. It's not my favourite moment. I was just trying to think over. of a segue to it because you missed it out earlier. I was like, fuck. So I've been waiting to say that this whole time. You know, I swear you do. The bleeping I have to do for you on this show. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Any other favourite ones um, that you can think of? I like the bit where Boimler sort of turns evil. Because <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't suit him at all. No. And it's hilarious. I, get, I feel uncomfortable with like his finger movements during the scene. The, I know. Like, my favourite moments, I think, almost entirely featured Mariner. Mm. same every week for me I love the montage of when she was like when she'd been promoted and she's go back into the quarters and yeah. then to leave and all those sequences and there's one bit where they transitioned her in a, I think by her quarters and it's like close in her face but you see like the scenery it's just the way they do a zoom on it or they pan, come up with the panning her out but it, as I said to you as we were watching it it's so much like the opening credits of Bojack Horseman yeah. and uh, just that's like a good memory for me I love that bit you were talking about with her and her mum that whole sequence. Do you see they're using vines to yeah. go down? I didn't pick up on that until I've watched this three times. And I didn't pick up on it until the third time that they were using vines that come from the terraforming thing. I found that whole bit properly, like, it was stripped back. Mm. Mariner having a just proper conversation with her mum. So that was one of my favourite scenes. I just like that whole end bit. Like the final, <laughs> final moment when they cut to, like, the corridor of... Uh, they cut to see the corridor... They're like, well, they all sleep. You can see Tendy's got Rutherford in like an armbar trying to find out who doesn't like her. I didn't see that the first time I watched it. It's because it's gone on the top le- top right side of your, your screen. Lexa, she wants so badly to be easygoing, doesn't mm. she? But she has to work so hard at it. She it just does. doesn't work. Well, let's talk about Tendy then because she's quirky. She wants to be liked by everyone. And I guess like you can identify with that, mm. especially. because I, I, see, I see a lot of myself in her. Yeah. And I actually think... It makes sense for her as an Orion to be very put off by the idea that people don't like her. Because Orions, Orion women, who we've previously seen in Star Trek be like slave girls, as the name is. And there was one in Star Trek 2009 in Starfleet. But beyond that, there were always like slave girls and men lusting after them and sometimes women as well. And just everyone loves them, you know. So I guess actually, even though she's not gone down that sort of career path, so to speak, she is used to people liking her. It's genetic. Yeah. To not have someone like her must be very off-putting for her. So I thought that was very like in character for what we know about her, but also very fitting for her species. I love the things that she tries to do to encourage O'Connor's ascension throughout yeah. the whole thing like following him around you know when she's she's hanging onto his leg and she's like I'll rakey you yeah. <laughs> so funny and and then when he's like I've not got anywhere to be and she's like I'm using my vacation oh, day, that's, so. isn't that just me though I heard that and I was like yeah that sounds like something I would do yeah yeah there's a lot of you in all these characters actually mm. that's sound- so true actually mm. yeah oh my god well, I'm identifying with Mariner I'm not sure why really I can see why. I love Mariner. I know. We said we were going to do a top you. 10 for this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Didn't do sugar. it. Didn't do it. Mariner's cementing her place, though. Can I just say as well, the animation I thought this week was 
Oh, it's top notch. The alien ship looked really cool, so all the space scenes looked cool. But I just thought, particularly, everything with Mariner in this episode looked great. Her facial expressions in this were episode, great. yeah, they were different level to everything else, weren't they? I don't know what it was about you it. You can but... really feel how she's feeling, even mm. when she's not saying anything, because of the animation. I yeah. think it's on her eyes. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because she's and got her like mouth, actually. She's got like the I don't know if it's the makeup or something on the corner of her eyes, isn't mm. she? And so it makes her eyes pop. Yeah, I just thought the animation on her especially was great. And just when the ships were having like all the crystals and stuff and mm. rocks growing through them, I thought it just looked really cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And we finally got to see Mariner with her mum now. And what do we think of that relationship? What do we oh, make out of really it? It's really hard because as a mum, I'm kind of like, oh, I have these kinds of f***ing conversations with my kids. Sorry. <laughs> if I was talking to a group of people and Harrison was yawning loudly behind me, I'd be like, shush. But... Yeah, Mariner's just great. So, and I can see, I can see why she maybe doesn't see eye to eye with him. Um, well, it think? looks like she can't do anything to please her mum. Yeah, like she was had the wrong size stone to break through, but then she's the one who broke through it. And then it was like, well, we could have done it quicker if you'd had the right size. And then she's going quick down the vines, and then she's like, well, what are you trying to do? Get us killed? So it was like, why you, don't I go first? Yeah, you just realize it's like, wow, okay. So actually, Freeman's one of these mums who you can't, you just can't impress or satisfy at all, whatever you do. And like Monica. Yeah, Monica and friends. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess actually, with Mariner, as she says to her, like she says, look, I know how to do this. I'm good at this. And she said it before. And Mariner is very good at it. Yeah. Like Mariner, if she had her attitude right, would be a really, really like, well, she would be on a senior crew somewhere. I think she's incredibly capable for her age. We just need to find out now why she's got such an attitude. Because there must be a reason that her mum thinks she can't do Something must have triggered it. Yeah. But I think her mum is always a bit of a, she takes credit for people's ideas. We've seen that. Mm, Maybe she did that. Maybe Mariner did something amazing. Her mum took credit for it. And then she got made captain. Boom, I just cracked it. Yeah, you made a nice little storyline there. Hashtag prediction. Like Mariner's obviously pushing back against her parents. That's where all this attitude's coming from. And how did she get some of her dad though? Well, similar thing from what I gathered from the first episode. What I love about this relationship is that I was trying to think on my third view and I was like, have we seen a mother-daughter relationship like this yet in a Trek show? And I can't think of... No, we haven't. Not off the top of my head, we haven't seen it at all. So I, I'm loving it. We've seen it with like father and son a few times, but not mother and daughter. And I think that's awesome. And I think there's issues on both sides. I think they're both yeah. guilty. Like Mariner was a dick. In the two conference yeah. room scenes at, at the start and end of the episode, Mariner was a dick. But Mariner's a dick, but we love her for it. Her mum's a dick and we're just kind of like, oh, you're just Oh, she's really, really unlikable. Annoying. She's yeah. really unlikable, isn't she? Yeah. I don't like her. No. And she I've not funny. had another captain that i found unlikable oh, really? so this is i think we're not meant to like her, though. me yeah of course I, I think like we're not meant to especially like the senior crew on the show we're like they're, they're good characters a different yeah point of view we are yeah me. we're seeing it from however i love ransom ransom's I great. great i love ransom give him a show give him a spin-off oh wow can you imagine that you have like one of those kirk like fights when every she's week she's thinking to herself and he's just leaning on the chair and then he sees his muscle and he's like "Ooh, he's just so funny <laughs> he's such an idiot like but as we saw last week he's a very capable idiot. very capable officer not much of boimler this week no it, it had a bit to go on he was horrified but i enjoyed seeing a bit more of tendy yeah lots of tendy this time uh, which is what Mike Mann said in interviews. He said the first three or so episodes are very heavy on Boimler and Mariner and then with Tandy and Rutherford taking a back seat and then it kind of flips around. So I think Mariner's always going to have a big role. 
every episode, but I'm hoping Rutherford gets the A plot soon. He's had uh, significant parts in the first two episodes, but he's really taken a seat back more recently. So I'd like to see him do some stuff. Now. I like his fun. character, so mm. I, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of him. Now you've seen more of Tendi, are you like more into her? Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't like, a, oh, actually, it turns out I don't like that character. You like. You really enjoy it? Yeah, I really like Tendi. I think she's really relatable. <laughs> I love her face. Yeah, she's got such a cute she's little face. She's got a face. great face, doesn't she? I love her face. I love her hair. That won't look very good on you. I know that. Okay, thank the Lord for that. What Whew. he means there is that I've got a very round face. No. You said that to me earlier today. <sighs> My comment actually made perfect sense within the circumstances, and you've just like still just thrown me, me under I the... a round face. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Thank you. And I know I won't suit that haircut, so I won't do it. I'm Don't trying to visualise it on you now. I'm like, no. No, it wouldn't work for you. What, not even in green? No, definitely not. <laughs> I do want to see you in the green... Paint. Yeah. You can do that for me. Ensign. Oh, good lord. <laughs> as long as I don't have to dress up as a furry. Oh, God. Is it furry? I don't know if they're called furries. I don't know. Oh, I've forgotten about that part of the conversation. I haven't. It's burned into my brain forever. That burn hurt more than the ascension. That's that's quite a uh, quite a statement. Okay, so your funniest moment of the episode. I still think it's the ascension. That sh- had so many levels to it, and it was so extended. And it's funny because you you ha- you do see stuff like that sometimes, and you think, oh, that's a beautiful moment. Mm. But Noah Dex just took it, ripped it apart, yeah. rearranged it, shoved it up a koala. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many bits I loved about this episode, but I think I really, really enjoyed just seeing Tandy locking Rutherford in the armbar at the end. <laughs> it's I so out of it. character, isn't it? Yeah. Like you I, think? Yeah, I don't think I don't know if I had like a specific favourite moment. Just my favourite scene was that one with Mariner and the captain and Mariner like knowing exactly what the captain's up to because Mariner's smart. And like I said, just the animation, like I can't pick a funniest or favourite part of the whole show. It was really good. I think it's getting better. It's getting better every single week, isn't it? When there's like six or seven episodes, I'm going to binge it. Yeah. I think. That'll be fun. Oh, what we'll do, we'll get to, once there's nine, we'll do a binge before Ooh, the yeah, okay. finale. That'll be about, what, three hours worth of... And then a finale will be a big shebang. Big shebang. I hope it is. I hope they make it like a proper big size finale. And not... I hope there's no cliffhanger. Oh, I hope there is a cliffhanger. I hate cliffhanger. It's it's so it's such a tribute to like TNG and stuff that it's got to do a big cliffhanger. No, probably wouldn't fit the show though. Super stressful. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want one because you're stressed by them. Yeah, I hate it. There's a long wait for resolution. These exactly, days, so. and I'm not used to that. I'm generation binge. You are. How are you dealing with this once a week thing? It's hard. Hmm. It is hard. I know. It is hard. At least it's not serialized though. Hmm. Because that's harder. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know how you ever watch Breaking Bad Weekly. Oh, well, I only have to do it for the last eight, the last eight episodes. The rest of it I binged. So. Mm. There's no Harrison review this week. He hasn't seen it yet, has he? He watched, oh, he watched, he watched the second it, half yeah. of it, yeah. He basically has spent the day becoming a Pokemon master. Very important. Literally. Yeah, development as a four-year-old. Yeah, he's now become a master on his second Pokemon game in lockdown. <laughs> and he's only four. As you can see, parenting has taken a hit. Yeah, yeah. I ran out of ideas about a month or two ago, so just been focusing on Pokemon, really, with him. Bless him, he's back in school, though. So there's no review from Harrison again this week, but he will be back. So what was your... Final thoughts on this episode. It wasn't actually a massive laugh out loud, loud thing like it was mm. last week. Last week really was laugh out um, loud. Like, I missed so many jokes last week because I was just laughing. Could be because I'm slightly under the weather. But <laughs> I thought it was great. And I 
I'm enjoying it more the more I get to know the characters, you know. Mm. But I love Tendi's bit this week. Mariner's awesome. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Well, I love the sci-fi story going on in it. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Like, I loved that. I thought the ship looked great. That's actually my favourite story. Oh, so, so the storyline was your yeah. favourite one, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like the most... Oh, it's hard to say because I've loved... And as I'm saying it, I'm hesitating because I've loved every episode story. But this one just felt a bit more, I don't know, I guess more traditional. It did get resolved really quickly. Yeah. But I think that's the nature of the show. It's only, I think it's 24 minutes long with credits. Mm each week so it's probably only about 21 minutes of actual action okay we saw mariner there saving it and stuff but we a lot of the time we're seeing it through the lower decks perspective so we're not seeing everything that's going on to stop things so i think there's lots of episodes are going to be like that where it's a quick resolution i just realized something what freeman didn't take all the credit for saving the ah, ship she, she didn't. allowed mariner to go and get the medal she did yeah that's got to be deliberate and mariner still shoved it back in her face <laughs> By yawning. She was fine until her mum went too far. Yeah. With her plans. I just realised that. Because it almost seemed like Mariner was, had kind of settled into the idea of the promotion as well. But I think Mariner would have eventually got her bored. Her mum needs to know the limits. <laughs> yeah. Every mother does. Mm. Every mother does. So yeah, I really enjoyed this week. I don't know how I'd rank the episodes. Laugh Out Loud last week is the, yeah. the top one for that. But as a complete episode, I, I love the character moments in this show. I, mm. I, like, honestly, I say it every week, I love Mariner. I love her. She's you so much fun. Do. It's quite sweet. Th- this week, when I was watching her, I started to wonder if I fancy her. Oh, come on. Like, you haven't decided that already. It's okay. What, a fancier animated character? Yeah. Mm. Presented by Holosuite Media, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, is produced and hosted by Kyle West and myself, Katie Harbin. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Blast Shield, be sure to follow Blast Shield up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also find Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Thomas West. To join Holosuite Media's community discussion group, simply type The Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we will see you there. Thank you for listening. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Tripp are sharing their scotch, and then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh! Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh my God, yeah, next year. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, (laughs) yeah. Give me anything that makes me feel like, oh yeah, four years of Enterprise. Loading Holosuite preview program for There Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I mean, but of course I'm hoping that in the future... Drag is a whole lot easier. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't take like two hours to get done up. Right. Because I'd be late for all my duty shifts. So <laughs> they'd be like, red alert, capture the bridge. I'd be like, uh, just a minute. <laughs> just got to tuck here and put my wig on. <laughs> uh.
Could you imagine? <laughs> yes. Yes, I could. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Starbase One, a Star Trek online podcast. I don't really think that's a good idea. I order you to do it right now. Warning. The structural integrity field has collapsed. This is Admiral Quinn. You will be assigned to Starbase One. Welcome to Starbase One. I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.